Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is the Hip Hop Seattle Podcast. We're on episode 35. It's your boy Calnati. Boy, Mr. High Def, Henry Hunter K. We got a legend today. We got a serious special guest today. Grammy nominated, Grammy winner, legend of the town, production everywhere, widely known, world renowned. He's been doing this thing for quite a long time, a couple decades. Jake won, man. How you doing, bro? I'm great, man. I'm great. Yes, sir, man. You've been a busy, busy man for as long as I could think. I heard your name a long ass time ago, yeah. and I still hear your name to this day. So it's an honor for you to be here for Thank first you, and Bethany. foremost. Thanks for having me. You feel me? How you been though? How's Thanksgiving and all that? It's great, man. You know, it's, it's just time to spend with the family and get fat. You know, that's what you do. <laughs> what's that's better what's than up. that? Yeah. yeah, man. Straight up, man. What you been up to lately, though, bro? Uh, my group's been touring a lot, so I just got okay. back from uh, Asia tour like two weeks ago. Two weeks, two weeks ago. Yeah. Tuxedo, so, right? Yeah, Tuxedo. So we've been doing that mm-hmm. this year, put out a new album, and just a lot of lot of traveling with that, um, a lot of shows. Damn. How many times have you been to Asia? Hella times? Yeah, at, least, at least 10. I don't even 10. know. 10 yeah. times. Okay. Yeah. What's That's your favorite dope. thing about going overseas? Um... I I love Tokyo. Tokyo. Tokyo is just my favorite city anywhere. So, mm, okay. um, whatever you're into, they just gonna have the coolest version of it. Mm, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I just love going there. I mean, beyond that, they love us and stuff. That's great too. Mm-hmm. But it's food, just, loving the food too. Oh, I I'll I will fuck some sushi up. <laughs> yeah. You a ramen guy too? Oh yeah, of ramen course, and all that. Okay, that's what's up. You got some spots out here in the town that you might go to. Yeah, a couple yeah. plots. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what's up, man. So back on tour and everything, uh, so you dropped the Tuxedo 3. Explain the whole idea behind Tuxedo for people that don't know. Man, Tuxedo came about, uh, I don't know, maybe 2011, 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing all this hip-hop stuff, and I just would make other kind of music just fucking around because it was mm-hmm. just a break from that. Yeah. And uh, Mayor Hawthorne just happened to be a dude I was friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started singing. He wasn't a singer when we met. We were both just oh. DJ producer guys. Interesting. And I gave him some beats, and he he cooked some of them records up, and it just kind of just took off. Like, do you remember what the first song that like, you guys got? Put the together? first song we ever made was this one called "Lost Lover," which is actually the first song oh, on the Lost first Lover, yeah. first album. So um, we did that. I want to say in like two thousand nine, wow, two thousand ten. Wow. So one of those ideas that kind of just marinated. In this yeah, movie. and you know his shit blew up, so it just wasn't time to do it for a minute. But we were kind of you know we get together every once in a while. He come to Seattle, I go to wherever he was. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of the first album like at the OK Hotel. Oh damn! Okay. Um, when we had a studio in there, and it was <laughs> it was fun times. But yeah, it's it's crazy that like we have three albums. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily a plan. Like we're gonna be a group and do oh, this. Yeah. You know, so it just it kind of happened organically. Is the process a lot different than making a hip hop record when you guys started? I mean, it? you know, the funny thing is I don't put nearly as much time into making as far as I don't make as much of that as I do of hip hop. Um, oh, okay. So when I do it, it's just kind of fun. We get together and do it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, vacation or something to me. Okay. A little more creative. Yeah. It's just that I, we just always approach it with no pressure because mm-hmm. it was just kind of an extra thing. Um, I've been doing hip hop for so long. I'm a lot more mm-hmm. um, a harsh critic on what I'm doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because okay. it's like you're always trying to outdo what you've done in the past. And I've been doing it so fucking long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So speaking of that, like, what was the initial reception when you first made this kind of? Because it's obviously different, you know. What I mean? Yeah. So yeah. How were your people feeling about it? When Man, I, you know, I knew we had some because everybody wanted it, really? <laughs> and everybody doesn't want everything I'm doing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my friends would come over and I play them something, or you know, 
Mm-hmm. I remember I was with Vitamin one day. It's probably 2011. Okay. And I played him a couple of songs. He was like, you didn't make that. He didn't believe <laughs> I made it at first. So, wow. I mean, yeah, he was surprised. Uh, that's that's a great re- And then he wanted it. So I knew, you know, I knew it had something. Yeah. Um, for people tuning in for the very first time, and we got Jake, we got Jake one here. Uh, so get, bring us back, though. So, like, how did you fall in love with hip-hop? Like, but maybe even before even getting into it, like, actually creating it. Like. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just lucky. I'm, like, one of those kids that's first-generation hip-hop. Like, mm. that was the thing. When I was a little kid, hip-hop first happened. Damn, that's wild. So when I was a little kid in the Valley and, you know, where I grew up, mm-hmm. that was the music that was playing. And it was, like, you know, the music for the kids. So mm-hmm. we really latched onto that shit hard. I mean, mm. it's, yeah. like, you know... Hip hop probably has been running culture for 25, 30 years. I still don't think it. It's like it, like just the the rareness of it. Like in the early eighties, or like when Run DMC first came out, and how you just felt special to have it because it wasn't everywhere. Yeah, it's more exclusive. Yeah, yeah, like and just the breakdance wave, all this stuff. We were so serious about it. You know what mm. I mean? Like it was like you either did that or we didn't fuck with you. Damn. Okay. And that was how my I went to Stevens. All my friends at Stevens were like that. When I got to Meany, it was the same mm-hmm. thing. Were people making fun of y'all for liking hip hop though in the time? Not, the not really. That was just what everybody in our in thing. our area was doing. Um, but I'm sure if you went further out, you mm-hmm. know, probably wasn't <laughs> like that. There used to. And it's funny. I told this to somebody else recently, a youngster. There used to be like, um, you know, you like just were identified as like a b boy or a rocker. Mm-hmm. Or a breaker, well, a breaker, b boy, same thing. Yeah. Or a waiver. You remember the waivers top? <laughs> waivers. Explain that. What is like, that? Like uh, new wave kind of dudes. They oh, may have okay. like the funny like flock of seagulls hair and shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they would sc- there would be actual fights. There would be like a full ass twenty person fight over this kind of shit back wow. then. Yeah, like that. Do you remember who your first like favorite rapper was? My first favorite rapper was mm-hmm. probably Melly Mel. Melly um, Mel okay. from. Uh, from Furious Five, yeah, like okay. I got the uh, it's nasty twelve inch when I was probably like six or seven. Okay, and yeah, yeah. Was anybody putting you on to like certain artists? Yeah, it was stuff? just people, like, people in my neighborhood. Man, I had this a family that still lives across the street from me, and uh, there was a dude named Eric who was like an early DJ. Okay, and he would put the speaker outside and just blast that shit all day. Hmm. So I was a little kid outside, and I was just soaking it up. You know? Yeah. So how'd you feel about hip hop? Like once like the '90s started coming around, where the you know there was a shift there, especially with Rakim kind of switching right. the style and shit, and kind of showing rappers a whole new type of like right. how you could rap. You know, so once NWA started coming out, like how did you start it? Like what were your like favorite rappers during that time? Oh like, man, I don't, started getting, like, I don't think any when NWA came out, there was nothing fucking with that. Really? <laughs> I mean, because you know we're like preteens, teenagers, and you get that rebellious shit mm-hmm. talking Space nature team. it just yeah. man we were all in on that so I people mean, were loving that the general consensus oh, the time people were loving there it? was nobody that didn't like because oh. i want to say what boys in the hood was the first one that dropped shit. there was nobody that didn't like that it, it, when i went to Meany, that mm-hmm. was everybody knew the words of that wow that's, that's a classic record right there. yeah you hell know, yeah sure, to man. this day hell yeah so like what are your earliest influences as far as now let's get into making music now who yeah. are your earliest influences as far as production goes um you know, when I started realizing what actually production was and okay. guys were actually making beats and stuff, it was definitely like P Rock and mm. Yeah, P Rock Premier, uh Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. um, Vitamin. I there mean Vitamin was the first guy I saw make a beat in front okay. of me. So okay. like uh it just made it seem real and possible, you know. Yeah. I mean? mm. So and I was like, Oh, I could my dad has records, I'm gonna steal his jazz records and then oh I'm gonna get a sampler, I'm gonna fuck around with this. 
How did you figure out sampling? Man, I just had an ear for it. Like really? I think it was just something I love so much that mm-hmm. I just kind initially of- kind of took to it. Like uh, I had a neighbor on my street um, who was in Tribal. His name's uh, H-Bomb. So we would ride the 48 to Garfield every day. And, you know, he would have a tape and we would trade tapes. And then we were like, yeah, let's go buy records. Mm. Let's make beats. Okay. So we we went and started buying records, stealing our parents' records. And mm. and he met Vitamin. That's how he even, like, you know, was aware of Vitamin. So was he, like, would you consider him, like, a mentor? Is any people in the town that kind of, like, helped you out um, in this I mean, stages? I'd say my main two mentors was uh was definitely vitamin and supreme and supreme Supreme. i met supreme and he was significantly older Mm -hmm. i say that now it doesn't seem like it but (laughs) i was whatever 17 18 and he was like in his mid late 20s okay and at that point i used to think he was old you know what i mean he's probably like 26 (laughs) but he had his own apartment he was a grown man i was a kid you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so shout supreme man yeah always always so you know He's the one that put me up on a, like, this is what you sample. Mm-hmm. This is where the records are. Wow. You know, all that stuff. So I would just hang out with him all day. We would okay. go record shopping, like, every day. Wow. Soaking up game. Yeah. So yeah. you're pretty much a fat. Were you a fast learner or something that you had to, like, acquire um, over time? Like, how was I think, that? I think it took me a minute to get minute. good at making beats. I was kind of all right. And I think mm. something just clicked eventually, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I found my own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early 2000s So I mean I've probably been making beats Five, six years And I still wasn't really good mm-hmm. you know? So you started making beats In the early 2000s you said? No Like probably 94 94 is when you started yeah, making beats 94 Okay now when did you start Putting records out Where people were hopping on these records And it started uh, getting some really maybe Some like traction mm-hmm. First songs I ever did Was uh, on Supreme's label um, Called Conception And Okay that was 98 Is that sound 98. right? 98 Okay And one, one of those Kind of took off So like mm-hmm. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was really just like very new at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how it, did it feel though? Something that you created? It was crazy like, to like get a record and like oh I could scratch my own record. Your own record. That was like the thing back then. That must like, been really oh cool. I got something on record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Man. So then you come back around in 2003. You get on the the G Unit. Yeah. Back yeah. for Mercy album. Right. How did that come about? Because that's he was red hot at right. that time. You feel me? How did that come about? Um, there was a dude that I was friends with that was just on tour with them and he had, he had beats and he gave them to him and they just rapped on one. Are you wow. serious? It was really just like that. And wow. you know, at that time I wouldn't even say I was a big 50 fan. I didn't okay. love the first album like that. Mm, okay. Um, how does it work with like Interscope then? Like, so he just rapped on the beat and then what happened on after the that? Beat, uh, they reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, is this a sample? You know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to send the, uh, I guess it was Pro Tools by then. I had to mm. separate the beat out with the sounds. Okay. And then it came out, and I went and bought it. And I was like, "Oh, my name is actually on here." Because I was Damn. thinking, "Oh, they're gonna fuck me." My name. So is during the time out. though, they weren't in, like you didn't know anything that was going on during that time. They just Hell, dropped I the had album. Never heard the, the song until that you day. Just, wow. I was at work. Crazy. I went on my break. I went to uh, I don't know if it was Sam Goody or Music Land on on Pine. Mm-hmm. I bought it. Put it in the CD disc, man. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. It was like, oh, yeah, here's my beat. And then my name was on there. I was like, oh, cool. That's amazing, bro. Right. So after, after I feel like after that, things started to elevate. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean. 2004, I, Gift of Gab. And then yeah. 2005 with the John Cena placement. What was, was that? 2005? Yeah, it was 2005, right, man. So, and that was a platinum album that he put out, which is crazy <laughs> no, as hell. That's my first plaque. track. Can I get my plaque? You they never get it? Nah. Uh, what? Nah. That's that's a, that's a travesty, man. It's track number one on the joint, and that's the most notable shit for. He was rocking. I think he's still using that theme today. Is he still using that it's, theme today? It's still going, man. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Do you ever get sick of hearing your beats? 
Um, that one I get sick of because <laughs> I don't make any money on it. So I'm kind of oh, like, fuck that song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. <laughs> was but, it? Were you dealing directly with Vince McMahon or these other people? I around? mean, it was. It was. I had a manager at the time that met him mm-hmm. at a radio station, gave him some beats, and he just liked them. You know, he recorded. I think he paid me for like six beats. I got, okay. I had like a personal check from him. Okay, Damn. and you were happy with that at the time. You're cool with I, that. I, well, shit, he paid me more money. I made it my job in That's like dope. two years or something. So wow. like I couldn't. That's what's up. But it was also like he told me like Vince McMahon, he's not giving up shit. Mm. He was like, you're. He was like, he really just, wants the whole ownership. Take this or you don't do it. Yeah. And I just thought like, eh, I should probably just take the money. Take the money and dip with um, it. Okay. Different time, you know. I didn't really have. I was very young mm-hmm. in the game, so. Dope. So what times were you starting to get? Like, when, What year did you get uh, your first Grammy nomination? And what song was that? I think people? the first one, first year I got nominated was uh, 2012 or 13. Okay. Mm. And I co-produced a song on uh, this group called Fun. They had that song, oh. uh, We Are Young, that was really big. Oh, yeah. So I did a song on that album. Wow. And, uh And I think the Drake album came out the same year in that. Or maybe it was Ross. So you did the furthest thing record, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think you had a video back in the day of you like explaining that. And I watched that. I thought that was crazy as hell. Because didn't you do like some of it on analog or something like that? All all my shit was analog back then for sure. Yeah. You still do analog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did they give you a plaque for that one? Still haven't got the plaque. <laughs> what the fuck is the RIAA doing, man? What the fuck I mean, y'all doing, you know, dog? It's like sometimes the artists will send you one, and most of the time they Damn. won't. So, I mean, okay. I was looking this up because somebody was like, man, you got to get your plaques. You're tripping. Because mm-hmm. I was I was making fun of a friend of mine who had bought like 20 plaques. I'm like, man, I don't want to give them all that money. Like, Yeah. Because then it it's expensive? Like, How much is to get your plaque? Man, there's yep. there's a plaque for this uh, DJ Khaled song I did with uh, with Hove and Future, and that shit is like a thousand dollars. With a, the Maybach joint? The uh, what is it called? I got the keys. I got the keys. Oh, that's you? Right. Yeah, yeah. I did, Come I did on, you're out of here, man. But like, see, I, I know. Do this I want to pay a thousand dollars for like a ode to DJ Khaled? I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's true. I want to do that. Like, that was a pretty hard joint. I mean, Jay Z gave a fucking pretty good verse on that, and you did the joint also with the the Rick Ross and Dr. Dre. Yeah, mm-hmm. three kings. Uh, so who reached out to you for that one? Is that another that, manager deal or that was a Dr. Dre song? So I was okay. working with him from probably 2010 mm-hmm. to 13 or 14. I did a lot of songs for him. Did wow. you think any of that shit was gonna come out? Did you even think that song would come out then? Because no. Dr. Dre is notorious <laughs> for that. No. Wow. Um, and really the way things would happen with him is like you would get lucky if some he would let somebody else take the song and put it on their album. I see. But that was just initially a, a Dre and Ross song. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hadn't even heard it for a long time, but people would tell me, oh, man, you got this song with Dre. It's great. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> did you like it when you heard it? The final version? I did. I was you liked it? I actually heard it when I was in New York and it dropped. So it was crazy oh, wow. just hearing it play from like every radio. And being in New York too. Yeah, Funk Flex dropping mm-hmm. the bombs. And it might have played for like 45 minutes. Straight. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> Something man. Something stupid. There we go. Yeah. So you have like, what do you think like over the years, like some of the, your favorite moments in your career that like, you know, I don't know, maybe if it like brought you back to like feeling like, man, I remember I used to dream about this shit. Right. Like, what are those moments for you? Uh I don't even, man, honestly, I don't know because I'm so focused on the next thing. I like, I still feel like I haven't done shit, which is crazy. Wow. But, wow. like, in my mind, I'm worried about what's coming next. Yeah. And I think once you start hitting with things, you're so much more concerned about that. You don't have time to rest on, like, that's very true. You know, I can't, do, I mean, I, I could, pr- it's funny, people at me 
probably once a week I, there's an album that came out that has some sort of anniversary that I worked on mm -hmm. because I've been on so many at this point. <laughs> wow, man. And some Lost of them time. like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I didn't get all my money on that one. Fuck that up. <laughs> mm, I hear that. <laughs> it just depends on, you know. Like, I feel that. Like there's, unfortunately, the longer you do this and the more you get ingrained in the music business, mm -hmm. some of this other shit colors what, what you think about songs and mm. people and, you know. Um so I, that's why I like being here because I've just kind of I stay away from it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I just do my shit and mm -hmm. let it be. You did know? you ever get in the heat of that in the, into the music industry? Did, did it? Do you ever feel like it chewed you up at some point? Are you getting consumed in it? Like, what um, was that like once I you started? A, I had a six month stint as an A and R for Atlantic, which was pretty entertaining. Right, Atlantic, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. How okay was that? I just how wanted was that to experience? see. I just wanted to see what, what really happens in the room. Yeah. Mm. And uh, it was it was crazy interesting, man. I'm not gonna do, lie. Is, do we, is the perception all messed up then? Since you no, actually were be behind no. it, or is There's, that really? It's even more ridiculous than you think. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, there are just, I mean, it's really like some. It's a room of guys that study numbers, and some okay. guys might have their ear to the street, but it's a little of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just a lot. You know, it's a lot of dishonest bullshit you yeah. know what i mean that's just that's just the nature of a record company yeah. how much of it is actually about the music like the artist being really talented i think that's still the root of all of it it is and if if you don't have that it's probably not gonna okay. set the spark off you know right. so now, at no point even more like they can't just make something big if they want to there's plenty yeah, of people who true. get signed that they drop and nothing happens they fizzle out mm -hmm. yeah now what they can do is take something that it's going and make that shit go. Crazy. So industry plan that exists is that real? Industry well, I mean, plans? a bunch of people are just signed already, okay, and they just don't announce it. Mm -hmm. I like, heard about that one, which is too. that's that's pretty standard, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Like, so they'll just hold the artist and have them kind of doing their thing and giving the illusion to kind of right, get more support. Right. Like, yeah, oh, you yeah, don't yeah. have a machine behind you yet, so right. oh, yeah, okay. Because that you know that was there was definitely a period where people were like. Mm -hmm. I'm independent, you know, and yeah. I'm doing this all myself, which they really weren't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, are you are you currently independent right now? I mean, I'm I'm signing Warner Chapel as a as a writer, but mm -hmm. you know, I'm my own manager. I do everything myself. Okay, mm -hmm. um, so it stays in the ball. Okay, I have a lawyer, and you know, I've I've done this long enough that I know mm -hmm. I pretty much know what any situation is, and like mm -hmm. all the artists, they usually come to me, you know, so okay. <laughs> or I have the relationships already. Yeah, you know. So you've been working. I know recently you had you started working with Paris Alexa. Yeah, did did a couple of joints for her. Okay, how did that come about? And how was the energy with working with the RB artist? And she's definitely on the rises out here in the town too. People um, are definitely. I think I met her maybe through Pender. Um, I met her. Okay. She was maybe like three or four years ago. She's really young, mm -hmm. but I just really thought she was good. Mm -hmm. And know? she was singing then. Mm -hmm. And now yeah, she just had it. You know, okay. it's like you can't fake that. You That's know what true. I mean? She can. She could put a mic in she front really of her. Sing. She will really come up with it. a good song, mm -hmm. and it doesn't take much. That's really awesome. That was like, and there's not many people I could say that about. You yeah, know what mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen a lot of them come and go. <laughs> That's so. very true, man. So, how do you look for artists to work with? How does artists get a hold of you? And like, what do you like? So, as far as production and all that, like, how do you go about that nowadays? Because you've been in the game for quite a right. while. I'm sure you don't want to do the same shit well, over and over. You know, I, I kind of have like two phases of what I do because there's there's me just like co-producing, which is been like a whole another career i feel like the and that's all the young shit i've been doing the future songs and, okay um 21 savage, 21 savage. And playboy cardi stuff that like me doing a beat by myself not happening mm -hmm. right know? so like there's that and then there's me doing my traditional more you know um old school hip-hop stuff mm -hmm. so so you know, there's just certain people that want that from me yeah. okay you know so like vintage sound j cole right. might hit me and be like 
I need what you do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want me to send him, you know, beats that we're going to get future. <laughs> you know? Makes sense. Or definitely. like when Drake reached out, that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. That feeling. That yeah. feeling. Yeah. Definitely was there. Definitely was there, man. Do you have like this whole, like every artist kind of goes into their mode. Like when you're about to make a beat, explain that to us. Like what do you have to be in? It is it be like a certain Mindset. day? How do you, how do you feel when you're making yeah. these kind of records? Like does anybody, can anybody be in the house with you? Can anybody be in the room with you? I don't you? usually like people around. Honestly. Okay. Mm. Nah, Just by yourself. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I might, I work with musicians sometimes, so mm-hmm. I'll do that. Um, but yeah, in general, ninety five percent of my beats have been made with just me in the room, mm. and you know, it's just it's just trial and error. You just okay. you, you plug away at it, and then you catch one. I mean, I know if I do something that catches my ear, then mm-hmm. that's all I'm really going for. That's all I've had this whole time. Yeah. So. Okay. I was asking a producer before, also like, do you hear lyrics in your head when you're making the beats? Do you hear? Do you either hear somebody's voice rapping over it, there's or are you saying stuff? In there's your head? sometimes I will be like, "Oh, so and so would sound good on that," but I, I don't. I'm not really good at that part. Mm, okay. I'm not gonna lie. When I think like, "Oh, I should give this to Wale," he never fucks with it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, okay, I see "Oh, saying. I'm gonna give this to Rick Ross, and he'll pick some whole other shit." <laughs> you know. It's usually the way it is. The things that you don't think people will like too, also, maybe they end up liking it too. And there's, really you know, good. there's some producers that they're gonna go in with that person and convince them to do it. You that's know? true. Mm. And that's a whole different side of production. You know? mm. I don't. That's not really. That's You're not more about the art. Right. You don't. You don't just do it for not that. Like, I just like. I just do shit to make me happy. To make you know it, what yeah. I mean? Like that's that's how I got here. Mm-hmm. And the times when I don't do that, I just make something that's just mediocre. I feel mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. wish I could tap in and be like. Man, I'm gonna make a hit today. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make this, you know, this pop hit. It just doesn't work that way. The ones I've mm-hmm. had that even touched that were just kind of like very mm-hmm. different than like the standard sound of the time. Okay. Yeah. So you had that record on the uh, White Van Music. It was it the was it the home record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was how long ago? That was ten years ago. I want to say now. How long? Yeah. Was? Longer than that. Longer I mean. than that. So everybody in that video is years. like, yeah, they well, you know, growing up and you blown see, up. There's like some a lot of those guys are little. You yeah, know, they're yeah. like youngsters. Yeah. I, was that. I was like, I, was I didn't gonna... even know this until recently. Somebody was like, I don't remember yeah. who I ran into, and I was like, man, I was in your video. I was like, what? So and I looked. People, I'm like, man. yeah, you were there. You were <laughs> like crazy. 16. So what do you think about the state of the town like now? Given that you know that was the start, and everybody yeah. was little then. Now everybody has you know doing all different types right. of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Different lanes. I like. think it's as strong as it's ever been. I mm. mean, we're definitely getting more light than we've ever gotten. There's multiple people signed to major labels that mm-hmm. had never happened. That's mm-hmm. crazy, man. Um, and, you ever you feel know, like there was a dark time in our in our scene? Though? I mean, I just thought like we were, we felt kind of hopeless. I guess you yeah. know at a time um, when you had to get signed to get out there. Mm. Yeah, um, and and it's 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 not like there's better talent or worse talent now but there's just more opportunities that's very true when you see something like the little mosey thing is amazing to me i mean it's legitimately amazing this kid he didn't do all the things that everybody's like you gotta go do shows Mm -hmm. and very unconventional he just did his shit and people liked it people like it's that simple you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that it reinforces that like if you got something unique Mm -hmm. which i don't know if it's unique necessarily but Mm -hmm. It was it's, special. It, Travis, is that the same situation too, pretty much? Tra- you or? know what's funny about Travis is I saw one of his videos early and I was just like, man, this kid got it. Like, he got he, it. That's dope. He just, it was different. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, maybe not on the music front, but just who mm. he is and his personality. I believed mm. in that. So yeah. you think the it factor is still a, th- still a thing? And oh, then, it's, it's, it's more important than anything. And record companies see that Because everybody, I think at this point, most people's music is about the same. Mm. You know? It's 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 kind of like personal preference, That's true. but if okay. you're if you have a good personality, you're good on Instagram and all mm-hmm. this bullshit. 
comes that together. matters you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it really matters um mm-hmm. and you know there's only so many people that are really standing out on the music front and just winning with just that okay I heard some advice from a producer once, too, for young producers coming in the game that are watching right now. Is it good to actually kind of work with a couple artists to get to figure out a sound? Or is it cool to just make a bunch of different music and send it out and put it out in the atmosphere and whoever fucks with it fucks with it? Or how do you become a how would you say an art an, uh, a producer can sharpen their sword? But like, right. how do you get better? Um, I think for me, I did. I, I went about it a real unconventional way um, because of, you know, we're talking about like a dark times or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there just didn't really seem to be a lot of opportunity locally. So I realized early on, like I got to get my beats in the hands of people that are going to get, make me bigger. Mm -hmm. So I would travel and go give my beats to people. And I was never in the studio. I never like tuxedos, the first group I ever been in. You know what I mean? I produced a couple albums for people, but I never really just planted a flag. Like Mm -hmm. this is my artist. I'm doing this. Okay. I just never did that. Mm -hmm. But what I did do is everything. (laughs) <laughs> so like any and everything i didn't care you know what i mean like, i was like it's work like mm-hmm. when I, I did my part that's what i felt in my heart yeah and the rest of it i'm on to the next you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. i have seen a lot of dudes if you develop an artist that's the most powerful thing because you control the situation that's powerful and when you have a, you develop an artist that makes hits Mm-hmm. You're part you're, of you're this part package, of you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, you know, seeing like how Wonder did it, or uh, Forty, or you know, Forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those guys. That's I mean, very true. I just saw something. Wonder's like the number one producer the last ten years, but it's like look at his foundation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, got Drake, he got Drake. He got Drake. That is so true, man. Wow. Just man. Just Blaze at home. You just know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's got thirty Jay Z songs. Like you're not competing with that. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So yeah. what's ne- what's next for you, bro? Um, I mean, because you're always on to the next. I know, but you have any? What you have your? You got your eyes set on something that you're trying to accomplish right now? Like, what's set for people that are watching right now, especially tuxedo fans? I'll grab the third one. I mean, uh, you know, hip hop wise, I've been kind of going back to more of what I was doing before, just because I just got tired of like everybody sounding the same. So I just Mm -hmm. started making even more underground sound and stuff. Mm. That's cool. Um, And, you know, still doing some of the more commercial things Mm -hmm. when it's the right thing. But, um, that's cool. I mean, I'm, I just, I'm just doing what I feel, man. Honestly, Mm -hmm. at this point, that's what got me here. And I'm going to try to stick. So you still got a love and passion for you still. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. You have your days. I don't, I don't, I definitely am not making like a hundred beats a week or no shit Mm -hmm. like that. I, I do it when I feel it. Yeah, when the inspiration's Which, there. Yeah, when it's the right, you know. That's good. That's, that's what's worked for me, so I try to try to keep it that way. Okay. Who are you listening to right now? That's the last question, man. Who are you listening to right now? Not, it doesn't have to be local. It could be anything. Right. What are you listening to? Uh, I like this producer named Knowledge, who's from... Uh, I think I've heard... Think was Knowledge was the next? Is there an X in... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He produced a No Worries thing. I, like I kind of like his take on like... The old school stuff. It's a little different and weird off kilter. Yeah. I dig mm-hmm. this shit. Okay. Um, Artist wise, there man, there haven't been a lot of albums that I love this year. Um, man. I like yeah. the baby. I think he's hard. I want to do dope. one with him. That'd yeah. be dope. That'd be crazy. Um, That'd be real crazy. I mean, you never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, Laven Cali, who's a um, mm. singer from LA. I like his yeah. stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Anderson, obviously, Anderson. he's probably had my favorite project of the year. I mean, Anderson's crazy. He put out two this year, didn't he? Yeah, he put yeah, out the, two projects uh, this year. Second one, that's the one I really like okay. a lot. Yeah, Ventura, Ventura. Yeah. right? 
Oh, Benny the Butcher, he's really dope to me. Oh, Griselda. I like, just started on that ooh, traditional, Griselda like really rapping. Yeah, mm-hmm. that aggressive. He's he's, he's special. I don't know. Something about. Do you him. like Griselda? I do. You, you, I you do. check out that album? Yeah, I like the new one. You, do you dig like in the production it. on that too? Yeah, yeah those those okay. are my guys that did that. Um, For sure. Derringer came to the crib like I don't know a couple months ago. Wow. Yeah. Have you have you ever Derringer like, was in the CD? He was there. Mm-hmm. He was in the CD. Uh, That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> have you an Alchemist linked on some bigger records too? We never really made that much music, but he's like just a good friend of mine. Like, okay. If I'm in LA, I always go to his spot. That's what's mm-hmm. up. That's he cool. actually, you know, before I even met him, I remember he uh shouted me out in the magazine. I was like, damn, man, that's wow. different. You know, people are producers are really haters. Like <laughs> they, especially if it's somebody that does something in the same Similar. vein as you, you never mm. want to give it up to that person. That's competition. But that's he's I feel shit. like he's always really approached it from a you know, from the love of the art. And yeah. I, I think he some mm-hmm. of the things he'll say to me sometimes, I'm like, it'll it'll really sink in. I'm like, damn, all right, I can't be as much of a beat hoe no more. I got chill. <laughs> mm, okay. Um and just seeing what he does where, like, he'll do a whole project. Like, I definitely want to do some more of that. Okay. You ever thought about getting behind the mic and dropping some bars on him? Nah. After I, all these years? I, I think, I think, <laughs> I think at 43, one? it's not my time. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. Hey, man, we really appreciate you coming through, dropping knowledge, man. We're definitely going to be checking out your project. Uh, what, what, when did uh, Tuxedo come out? Was that Tuxedo 3 was three? in July. In July, yeah, okay. Yeah. And we that's doing good. We Monday, yeah. Monday, okay, there we go, man. We're check out the, the show, show Monday. I think it's like free. Makers Marcus putting it on at uh, Numos. Numos. Oh, for real? Something like RSVP and you're on. Are we there? Are we there for yeah, show then, I was mad I, I didn't get a chance to go to the last one. Right. That was oh, yeah. that was a crazy night. That was fun. Okay, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got Jake one podcast, man. Appreciate you coming through once again. Look out for all his music right now. Are You you got some stuff on uh, all platforms. You're on Instagram and all that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird because I feel like it's kind of unfair on the Spotify and all that you can't search by producer. That's very true. Oh, There's all these songs true. that I produce that people don't Damn. even know I did the songs, right? Yeah. But you got to cool, really man. know, you know. You really so like, uh, you really do. They need to figure that out. Yeah. We, they've been told that. They know yeah. this. No, all the real ones know where to go to find that <laughs> shit anyways, man. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. I remember, like, 2009, 2010, I would, Wikipedia was my shit. I would right. just see projects get tentative, tentatively announced, mm-hmm. and I just see who, who's on oh, here. Yeah, I absolutely. see Jake White. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. let's go. Absolutely. I think they took care of you on on, on Wikipedia. They got a they got the whole. There was, <laughs> a, there was a dude in France that reached out to me. He was like, "Yo, I, I do your Wikipedia page." You know. He did. Whoa, he went in. Man. Yeah. Man, if he did that, he did a good job. Yeah. I was like, some of these I don't even want on here. I don't like some of these. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, we gonna uh, we edit that shit. Anyways, man, it's been episode number 35, 35 man. man. We out here, man. It's your boy. Kel Naughty. It's your boy, Miss High Def Henny on a K. We got our man, Jake One. Jake One. Hell yeah, tapping out. <laughs>